What's up, my buddy? What is going on, man? Um, we are back. We took a two days off for one of the best weekends I ever had. All thanks to you and the great Julian Gilardi. That's Thank right, and so we'll, we'll give people that recap a little later, because we're about to have Miss Taylor on the pod. Her professional page is Tay Hood on TV, 2Ds in Hood, and uh, she went to MU in 2020, and she's on the sidelines with a mic, so that's going to be good, and MU is for Marshall University. You know, ba- great movie based on a true story. We are Marshall with the tra- tragic incident that happened. You know, that faithful night. Team won the game. They went on that plane. And those people never came back. Yeah, that was, uh, that was awful. That was, really, that was a really terrible thing that happened, man. Ugh. So... But yes, recap will be later. You know, I am two and zero. Oh. Ah, team like pictures keep winning, baby. And yeah. uh, teaser: Cam Newton did not lose that game for the Patriots last night. We'll talk about that and other things after we have the lovely Taylor on, and we'll discuss all things college football um, and other sporting. So we will get to it. So we are now here with Taylor. Are you currently at Marshall University or or did you go to Marshall? I'm currently a senior at Marshall University. I'm set to graduate this December. So is it safe to say you saw the movie We Are Marshall and how did it make you feel? Yes, I've watched We Are Marshall several times, even before considering going to Marshall. Um, I think Marshall, the movie itself, We Are Marshall, is a very powerful movie. It brings a lot of tear jerks and everything, and it just makes Marshall feel like home. Um, I'm from Charleston, West Virginia, which is an hour from Huntington. I've always known about Marshall, and when that tragedy happened with the 1970 football team, I just grew a closer connection to the university when I started going here. It's a very powerful movie. Um, it's very moving, and it makes you appreciate the culture that Marshall offers. Hey, Taylor. This is James, the other half of the sports dudes. Um, I have to ask, um, how was your experience like in Marshall that you're a senior now, you're graduating? What has your entire experience been? Marshall has provided me an, an unsurmountable amount of opportunities that I'm forever grateful for. I'm involved within Marshall University Athletics. I help out in the sports information department with the swimming and diving programs, and I assist other sports as needed. I serve as an intern for the university communications, and I help provide interviews and stories for the general public to or here, and I'm also the current sports editor for the Marshall University student newspaper, The Parthenon, and Marshall has just provided me so much within three and a half years of moving here, and the overall college experience has been one to remember. Um, 
have you been watching college football so far? Yeah, I try to stay up to date with college football all the time. It's one of my favorite sports, if not my favorite. Um, I stay mostly focused on Marshall football, but I also follow West Virginia University since they are the school up north in Morgantown, West Virginia. But I do pay attention to other teams as well, especially with COVID going on. I'm learning more about different teams. Um, with college football returning, um, and I know that you're focused on more Marshall, um, has their football, I haven't really paid attention, but has Marshall started its collegiate sports yet, or they haven't decided? What's the deal with Marshall sports? Yes, so they have played two games so far. The first game, they played Eastern Kentucky at home and won 59-0 to with a brand new redshirt freshman quarterback. And then we had a bye week, the second week of college football. And then just this past Saturday, Marshall took on the number 23 Appalachian State Mountaineers and actually defeated them in Huntington 17-7 to under our redshirt freshman quarterback, Grant Wells, again. So they're 2-0 so far. We're on a bye week this week again, but our next competition – or game, I should say, isn't until October 10th when Marshall travels to Western Kentucky. So they've got about two to three weeks off unless there's a game that could pop up in the next two weeks. But that's how they're doing right now. They're doing pretty good. Are these early bye weeks because of COVID? Yes. Um, Recently, Marshall was scheduled to have two other opponents, but due to COVID, we've had to make changes. Originally, Marshall was scheduled to play the University of Pittsburgh at home and Boise State at home, but COVID has prevented that, and Rice was supposed to be played on October 3rd. However, they have delayed their practices until the late September because of their COVID cases rising in Texas. Has, um... Is uh, March? Have you heard anything with basketball? I heard that um, the uh, college basketball wants to start November twenty sixth. Um, has Marshall decided what they're going to do with their winter sports yet? As of right now, there is no stay with um, winter athletics um, at the moment. All of our fall sports, not counting football, like men and women's soccer, men and women's cross country. Um, all of the fall sports that Marshall offers are set to compete in the spring due to our conference, which is Conference USA, saying that everything will be pushed to the spring. How has has your classes been Zoom, or have you been able to, you know, be in the classrooms? For me personally, all of my classes are online through Zoom and Microsoft Teams. Where I'm a senior. I'm not taking as many hours, and I'm graduating in December, so I only have 14 hours. But Marshall is offering um, offering in-person, hybrid, and completely online classes, and unfortunately all of my journalism-related classes and uh, my minors, my classes for my minors are all online this semester, so I don't really travel to campus except to edit the school newspaper. So, um, how has it how has it been to come in at Marshall? You know, edit, do do the work, and has it been weird 
has it been like? How's your how's that been like? It's been it's definitely been different. Where I I have a place in Huntington where I reside, and I it's a completely different atmosphere when you walk on campus. Um, everybody's required to wear a mask and maintain social distance of six feet. It's kind of eerie in a way sometimes. But at the same time, we're all just trying to keep each other safe. And everybody just wants to be at Marshall. It just sucks that COVID is um, taking over most of the seniors' last semesters or last years. And it's just all around. It's just been crazy. But it's something we're not going to ever forget. Have you heard anything about how graduation would go? As of right now... They have not announced anything regarding graduation. Graduation is still set for December, but Marshall is, after th- after our Thanksgiving break, Marshall will be um, administering our all of our final exams online, so nobody will be returning to campus after Thanksgiving break. But we have not received much information about our um, graduation because our spring commencement was postponed originally and then rescheduled for August, but then cases in West Virginia continue to rise and that has been canceled. But hopefully those May graduates will either walk in December if we have one in person or in the following May. Has it been, has it been, um, with COVID, um, how has, um, the people, how your classmates or the people you've seen and Marshall, how they reacted to the new, I guess, the new normal because of COVID. How, how have you seen other people in Marshall react? Well, a lot of us, we work together. A lot of the people I know and I'm close with in my major, we all just work together. There's some days where technology is not our friend, and there's other days when technology is our friend. Um, we just try to make the best of it. There's some days where a lot of people hate at the same time, they realize we have to just get through it and eventually get back in person whenever it's physically possible. Do you feel like you're kind of being robbed of your senior year? In a way, I do, but I'm very fortunate. I'm just able to be able to finish the end of my senior year. It wasn't anything I ever expected, but... You know, I just have to make the best of it. I still am making the best memories I can as possible with my friend group. We're maintaining social distancing and we're staying away from the parties and the bars as we're told to. I mean, there's still parties and the bars are still open around here and there are limited capacity. There's people wearing masks. People are being safe, but we're just taking the extra safety precautions and just staying away and staying to ourselves and we're just focused on finishing school and hopefully preparing for our future. Um, what would you say, what would you say, leave from um, graduating, what would you say for the upcoming um, freshmen who want, or freshmen women who want to take the role that you're taking with, um, with reporting from Marshall, what advice would you give them? To just be yourself. It's a brand new world. You have to step out of your comfort zone. I would terrified and I was shy in front of a lot of people but once you get behind that camera and you have a mic in your hand it's just it's 
absolutely amazing. You know, you get to meet a lot of people. You get to learn all about storytelling. You get to learn the world of journalism, and you really appreciate what you have in front of you. If I could give any more advice, it would just be take the challenges that are in front of you and conquer them and just work through it and you'll be successful, especially in sports and if you're a woman as well. It's definitely got a lot of challenges, but women can do anything. Now, another thing with um, with what you're doing, um, you, you're, you do reporting and the fact that you're covering the football team is awesome. Um, has um has Marshall football in the time of you been have any been to any bowl games as far as I know or have they been in the years that you covered them um what how's Mar- what's the stat what's the outlook of Marshall football? Well, since I've been here, Marshall's been to a few football um football bowl games. Um, last season they traveled to Tampa, Florida to play in the Gasparilla Bowl against UCF. However, they lost in that game. But the year before, we also played in the Gasparilla Bowl again, and we won. And I was actually able to travel to Tampa and cover it. Now, Marshall, our, their head football coach, Doc Holliday, he's 6-1 in bowl games since he's been at Marshall. So Marshall almost make the bowl almost every year, but since I've been here. But the Ellis Marshall football is that I actually talked to the players today. Well, every Monday we have some player interviews, and we're able to um, talk to the players, you know, and they had this huge win over a nationally ranked team, and now Marshall is ranked number 25 in the AP Top 25 poll. And they're just grateful that they have this opportunity to be able to play, especially during these times. And it's just become their own normal, where they've got to wear masks, they've got to stay away from people, they have to constantly get COVID tested. They're just a bunch of guys that are truly grateful for the sport of football, and they appreciate everybody around them, especially the fan base. The fan base has such a huge impact on the football team and their success, I think. Um, I love that you said women can do anything because that's really true. Um, what's your thoughts when you see how men try to put down women or, you know, if they don't agree with their take, they talk about their looks or their outfit, you know, what's your thoughts on stupid people like that? Well... I try to just not say much about it, you know, on social media to maintain my to maintain my opinions to myself. But it's it's definitely heartbreaking to see stuff like that happen. And with the Maria Taylor situation with the radio guys saying that um, her she was dressed inappropriate. It's just it it sucks. But you know, women they just we just. Um, we just ignore it. Everything we do, if we have, if we're criticized, we're criticized for our work. You know, I don't pay attention to what women wear. You know, if they they wear what they want to wear, if they're professional, they're professional. Um, they just try to stay true to themselves, and they just do what's best for them. And that's what I try to do. I maintain professionalism at the most high ability I can, and I just I take criticism, and I just apply it and make myself doing better things in the sports world. 
that's exactly how it should be. And the crazy part with the Maria Taylor stuff, she was showing her shoulders. A little uh-huh. bit of shoulder. She 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 wasn't wearing a thong bikini. She wasn't wearing a short short skirt. It's she you know, she wasn't showing half half her stomach. It's a little shoulder. So I, I get it, he's an old man, but if that's provocative, then do not go into Florida. <laughs> James go ahead. Um, I was gonna say, um, everyone finds a thing that motivates them. Like when when playing sports, like I used to play sports, oh you always find one thing that motivates you and drives you to be great. And for journalism, Taylor, what drives you, like what motivates you to do what you love? Well, wow, that's a tough question. <laughs> I think the art of storytelling itself, I'm a big feature story writer in sports. I think that's probably my biggest motivator is just to find the heart and the passion of a story in sports and just to be able to share it with the world. There's a lot of negatives in the world, and I'd love to just always report the positives, but sometimes that just doesn't happen. But I just like to share whatever, whatever is best. And I think a lot of impact I have on journalism comes from my family and comes from my friends and my professors that I've had at Marshall. They've shown me everything that I know, and I can't thank them enough for it. Whether it be women or men in the sports world or, you know, at – at Marshall, who are some of your role models? You know, if you have a downtime, who do you look for for motivation that keep you going? The number one person I think of is Erin Andrews. You oh, know, she great. worked. She worked with Fox. Um, she's worked with Fox Sports, ESPN. I even did a project on her my sophomore year of college. I made a magazine article of her. Um, I've always looked up to her when I was little. And growing up, I watched her on TV. I watched her on sports, and I I strive to be someone just like her. She just she really motivates me to be the best. And her and Maria Taylor as well. Just all anybody that I watch, mostly just them two. But I mean, I watch other females as well. But those two really stick out to me. But Erin Andrews is num- my number one. Erin Andrews is fantastic. I like she's awesome. If um. Now, Marshall, I want to also, Marshall's basketball team, have you ever a chance to see them play? And if you have, um, how's their basketball team working? Yeah, I actually uh, cover basketball as well. Um, Marshall basketball, they're a fantastic group of guys to work with. They're men and women's team both. I actually was in Frisco, Texas in March when they were both playing in the Conference USA basketball tournament. And... Both of the teams won on the first night, but the next morning, the women's team was 10 minutes from taking the court, and the announcer came on the PA system and said that the Conference USA tournament was canceled due to COVID-19. So I was actually there, and I experienced something I'll never forget. Um, but I've never seen such heartbreak in two teams in my life. It, it was very impactful, and it was very sad, but... They have so much potential. I was convinced that they were both going to have a good shot of winning the championship back in March until COVID hit. How has 
how how was your coronavirus experience? Definitely unforgettable. Um, I came I came back from Texas two days after, well, maybe the day after uh, the conference tournament got canceled. We ended up riding back, flying back with both of the basketball teams from Marshall, and I got back to my place in Huntington, and I was just stunned. I can't believe I was back already. I wasn't supposed to be back till the following Sunday. I was supposed to be able to enjoy myself, and I was with one of my good friends. She was covering it, too, and I went home immediately as soon as I got back to Huntington. I drove home, and it, it was definitely um, life-changing for me. I had to sit at home for about five months or so with a few trips to Huntington here and there, but everybody moved back home. Everybody just stayed away from each other. I was stuck in my house for about five months because COVID, um, our governor in West Virginia, he has issued stay-at-home stay orders and required face masks. And um, it's something I'm never going to forget, especially being 21 years old. I've never seen anything like it. You know, this hasn't happened since around the Spanish flu back, you know, back all the way back in history. But, you know, they, they say history tends to repeat itself. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not shocked if we're going to be in this for a long time. I, I really hope we're not. <laughs> I really yeah, me too. I don't oh. I need I need all my sports back. I can't live like this forever. But you know, it is what it is. Now, um but now we went um a good four months with no sport. Now we got all the sports back. We got what we call a sports nirvana. We had NFL, we had the NHL, we had the NBA. The MLB back. We are, we finally get the sports in Nirvana, but then, you know, there's always those people. Well, sports should not be back. And even though Doolittle said that sports is a reward for a functioning society and she makes some valid points, ultimately, I'm glad that all the sports are back. I feel like with sports being back, it, it's great. And people that love covering sports, and us that love podcasting sports is good for us. What say you when you heard that when you heard that sports are making a return? Oh man, I definitely I'm pretty sure I jumped up and down. At first I didn't believe it was actually going to happen. But I I've never been so excited because my life I feel like my life centered around sports. You know, it's what I wanna do when I when I finish college and I'm not really sure about after college but as long as possible, I'm going to be covering sports, and I'm going to continue to uh, do it until, you know, it wasn't anything I expected, you know. I've, I've had a lot of people say that, I've heard a lot of people say that we should not be having any sports, it's not safe, it's dangerous. Well, when you have your own football team and all the other student-athletes at your school getting constantly COVID-tested and they're negative, then... It's okay because we know that these athletes are listening and they're they're just obeying everything. That way they know that they can have a season just as much as the football team is able to have a season, even though hopefully there's a vaccine that will be developed within the future. But, you know, Marshall's done a very good job of um, reinforcing the COVID policies and keeping all of their athletes safe. 
that's their number one priority to keep their student athletes safe and their student body as well. Everybody's just as important as these student athletes. Um, maybe a m- four weeks back or three weeks back, I I saw on Sports Center someone said that maybe if someone got COVID, maybe they might tell the truth. If that happened with Marshall, do you think they would hide it or tell the truth? I feel like they would. They would report that um, there's something going on, but it's it's the most um, ethical thing to do is in journalism is to be ethical and tell the truth. And that's, that's what I would hope that Marshall would do in this instance. But I know that there's some schools out there that are probably hiding it. And that's, that's going to hurt them in the end when they're not able to play at all or forfeit their season or they have to be postponed to the spring. But schools like Marshall, they're honest. They're, that's good. Everybody works together. So they want to be able to play sports. So, yeah. What, what were you, what was your thoughts when you heard um, Jermaine Stevens um, passed away due to um, COVID complications? What is it? I'm sorry. Um, what was your thoughts when you heard Jermaine Stevens, who who was I think he was the first college athlete to pass away from COVID complications? Oh. It was sad, and that just that just showed a lot of people in the sports world that COVID's real. It's not like a fake virus. It's not something like a, you know, like a common cold. It's easily catchable. Um, it's very unfortunate. A lot of lives have been lost to this disease, and there just hasn't been a vaccine that's been available yet. And I, I constantly pray that one day we're going to have a vaccine and that we're going to be able to live a normal lifestyle again, especially in sports, because I know these athletes desperately want to be able to play without getting COVID tested every few, you know, all the time. They just want to be able to enjoy themselves and actually get that full college experience while they're there as well. I mean, this goes to, like, the NFL and the NBA, all these athletes out there, and, you know, normal people too. They just want to be able to live again and live freely, but... You know, this stuff happens all the time, and one day there will be a cure to it, and I personally believe we're going to get through it, and everything's going to be okay. We just got to continue to wear a mask and maintain social distancing and make the smart decisions, and we'll be good to go. I hope so, because it's been it's been too long, right? Um, yeah. It, you know, I, I, obviously... The world will never go as it was last year and years before that. Um, but con- this constantly need to wear a mask thing, it just it just kind of gets annoying. Uh, you know, it's so so that's one thing that 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 I hope that stops. And just from now on, people just have to be aware. You know, maybe not be so close to that one person online. Know, may, maybe stay back. Right. Maybe don't breathe on people. Maybe wash your hands more. And I still see, I still see people going to a public bathroom, and I still see yeah. them leaving without washing their hands. 
Why are you so nasty? Wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, maybe people will appreciate um, sanitary measures more. I mean, I'm I'm a germaphobe. I, I feel like I have to have hand sanitizer on as soon as I walk out the door. You know, I'm so used to wearing a mask. It doesn't faze me. I love wearing a mask. I feel I'm protecting other people from me in case I would have it or if I'm a carrier, something similar to that. I feel like me wearing a mask is helping save someone else's life. I wish everybody just had that same mentality to do the same thing because not everybody does have that same thinking process, but you can't tell people what to do all the time. And just you just got to hope and pray that they learn and they see what's going on and hope for the best. What, what would you say right now? Um, 2020 has been a trying year, but how were you able, when sports was stopped, to able to try to get everything together so that when Marshall announced sports was back and all the sports came back, how were you able to stay focused on that gap? You broke up, James. Well, I had to. I had to yeah. focus. I used to play um, lacrosse in school, and you know, I actually focused on playing. You know, here and there, like at home, I played wall ball, and like I threw the lacrosse ball against my chimney outside. But during that time, I had to find other things to do. You know, I've even had. I've even went back and watched. Um, highlights from old games, you know, just to feel something again, feel something that Marshall football or volleyball or, you know, basketball, anything, just to feel it again. Um, those four months are very crucial. It, it really hurt, especially from a sports editor perspective, because I didn't really have any stories except for when we had a Marshall baseball player win an award, and I was able to write that in early June. But through the month of July – Mostly June and July, I just didn't have anything. You know, it's hard to contact athletes because we have to go through athletics. And you just don't want to bother. I just didn't want to bother athletes. You know, this is a trying time for all of them. A lot of them lost their senior year, but they're able to possibly get it back thanks to the NCAA. But, you know, I just tried to keep to myself. And I really had, I really thought a lot during those four months. I, I thought well, maybe I could do this better, or maybe we can work on this. You know, just things that to improve myself as a sports journalist overall and in the classroom and in the, for the newspaper and for the athletics department. You know, just try to stay positive through all of it. That's, that's very good. Um, something that may not be too positive is what's been going on in Washington since 2006. Um, especially as a woman yourself, let's hope you haven't gone through anything like that. But what's your thoughts on that whole terrible situation? It's terrible. I've never personally had anything like that. That's I just hate that. And I pray that it'll eventually calm down, you know, in, in the sports world. But unfortunately, you do have those people out there that are like that. And it, it, it was really heartbreaking, you know. And maybe we'll all be happy and positive people. But 
especially during these trying times of COVID-19, you've seen the best of people and you've seen the worst of people, and you just, you just gotta keep going and, you know, just hope for the best. Do you, um, on the positive note, um, who do you think is going to win the national championship this year? I know it's a weird segue, but I, I got it. <laughs> well, I would love to say Marshall, since this is the first been ranked uh, 2014 when they won the conference title. But um, honestly, I wish I had a direct answer. You know, I thought it was pretty crazy that they were having Big Ten teams ranked in the AP press poll, you know, top 25 poll, all of that. And they haven't even started their season and won't until middle or end of October. Um, I wouldn't, you know, that's such a hard question. I could see anybody winning it. I think it's anybody's game as of right now because these are such um, confusing times, and I think anybody has a shot. I know last year it was so great to see LSU win. I'm a big fan of Joe Burrow, but I bet I follow him, but I don't follow the Bengals. I'm a Steelers fan, so you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're a yeah. Steelers fan? Yeah, I am actually. your plans after you graduate? Oh, yeah, I get this question an awful lot. Well, <laughs> it constantly changes for me. Um, I haven't really decided, but I do plan on going to graduate school. I'm not sure where or exactly when. I mean, I'm planning to go as soon as I graduate in December. I keep going back and forth. You know, I... I have, my undergrad will be in journalism with an emphasis in broadcast. I've got two minors in Spanish and sport management. And I want to continue more into collegiate athletics. So I've looked at sport management programs. I've looked at um, communication programs, marketing, you know, something along those lines. So I'm able to continue to work in a collegiate athletics department somewhere. Because I, I love working behind the scenes and working in sports information specifically. I'm a, I'm a big stats person. But something along those lines. But I'll definitely keep you all updated. I'm going to figure nice. it out for sure. What, what would you say, um, what would you say your senior year 
Cleveland Marshall. Um, you asked me earlier, what advice would you give to upcoming freshmen? Um, well, I don't want to pursue this, but what would you say to the university? If you, if you were to give us, if you were to say to people who just want to come to Marshall in general, what would you say to upcoming anyone, any person who just wants to say, you know what, why should I go to Marshall? Marshall offers so many opportunities that lead to so many open doors in any career that you can think of. Personally, I would tell anybody to take advantage of every opportunity that's given to you, and I've tried to do that while being here at Marshall for the last three and a half years. Um, opportunities lead you to connections, and when you make these connections with sports people, well, for me personally, sports people, I've, I've met so many new people, I've made so many new friends in this career. I just think making connections and taking advantage of all these opportunities is the biggest thing you can do when you enter college or a university or something like that. You know, um, Marshall does a great job. They have so many different programs for anybody to get involved in. Marshall has a rich history itself, you know, especially with um, the plane crash, the football plane crash. The, it's going to be the 50th year this year, especially. We've got a fountain that sits in the middle of campus on the Memorial Student Center Plaza and that resembles the 75 lives of the plane crash. Marshall just, the rich history Marshall has is just incredible and it's very inspiring to others. It's very inspiring to me personally, but I would just say take every opportunity you can get, meet new people, make those special connections and I think you're going to be bound to be successful. What are three things that you can take away from your experience as a student at Marshall University? Three things I could take away. Um, being confident with myself and my work. Um, the friendships and connections I've made. And the unforgettable memories I will, I will have here. Those are probably my three biggest takeaways. You know, college is supposed to be, they say college is supposed to be the best four years or however long, many years of your life. And I can definitely say these last three and a half years have been the best years of my life. And my last question before rapid fire, um, what would you say if, um, if Marshall plays in a in a high level bowl game, they're they're they're, going, they're ranked right now for the first time. So if Marshall went from a regular bowl game to like like a New Year's Six bowl. Would you say it, it's one of the best seasons Marshall's ever had in the program's history? Oh, definitely, definitely, hundred percent. That would probably be one of the top uh, moments for that football program. Even though they have played in some big bowl games in the past, but not recently. I mean, the Gasparilla Bowl and the other bowls they play, they are huge. But if they were able to make it all the way to the New Year's, like, six bowls or even the national championship, that would be, that would each be top tier for them. I think they have a good shot. And I hope that they make it because I would love to be able to go and cover it. And hopefully COVID will be able to calm down by then and we're able to uh, do more and travel more and celebrate more with them. You know, they've earned, they've earned these two wins that they've had so far from working 
during COVID. And I just, I'm excited to see how far they go this season. Awesome. Well, Taylor, we're going to wrap this up with rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you some questions. You're going to give the answer to the top, but you're going to give the answer to the top of your head. You ready? <laughs> I guess so. All right. Um, what is your favorite sports movie? <laughs> My favorite sports moment at Marshall? Um, yes. When Marshall made it to the NCAA tournament and defeated Wichita State in the first round. Oh, that that was awesome. Y'all won me money that day. Thank you. <laughs> um, I wasn't um, there. Well, I appreciate Marshall for that. They have a special place in my heart for that. Um, <laughs> what um what would you say since um you're at um um when you're at Marshall? What would you say the best moment the football team has had in your four years being? Besides getting Appalachian State, which is a big win. <laughs> I was going to say that, but um, winning bowl games. Bowl games are huge for them, and that's definitely probably one of their biggest moments. And Doc, especially being having one of the best rec- – Doc is their head football coach, one of the best uh, bowl records a football program has. What is, what would you say? Uh, what are your thoughts on the new fresh on the freshman uh, redshirt freshman quarterback so far through two games? What are your thoughts on him? I personally think Grant Wells is phenomenal. He's got so much potential to grow and get better every day. I personally went to the high school that was rivaled with his high school, so I actually got to watch Grant Wells play in high school. I'm a he is a redshirt freshman, I'm a senior, but I personally, I was able to watch him play in high school, and I knew he's led his high school to many wins, and he's got great potential. I think his his showing on Saturday winning over a nationally ranked team shows that he he's the real deal. He's here to win, and he's very humble about it. He doesn't, he doesn't get too in his head. He's very comfortable and he's very very well spoken and he knows what he's he knows what he's in for and he's every step of the way ready to lead the herd all the way. Now what would you say what would you say that Marshall has to do to have a great season? I think they just need to stick together and keep their heads up and push forward regardless if they win every game or lose every game and somehow make it to the end of the season undefeated they just got to keep their confidence boost up and just not get in their heads I think working together closely is their biggest um, asset that they have they're a one big unit they're one big team they're a band of brothers they're one one herd family what was your thoughts since you're now transitioning over your Steelers fan? How does it feel to see Big Ben um, pass Eli Manning for seventh on the all-time um, passing yard list? It was awesome. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know Big Ben was going to make a comeback, but yeah, he sure did. Uh, I'm excited to see where Ben leads the Steelers. He has a great connection with, you know, Juju, and I think the Steelers are definitely playoff eligible. I feel like they'll make it to the NFL playoffs now. Whether they can, you know, defeat the Ravens and the Chiefs and whoever else they'll end up playing the season, which is not going 
sad moments in the movie but a lot of happy moments and it is definitely one of those sports movies that even if you don't like football you'll like the story you'll like you'll like the movie a lot of passion a lot of tears hard moments but it's a fantastic movie you guys should watch it i agree it's a fantastic movie i highly recommend it um a quick scoring update, which is presented by Anchor. We love Anchor out in these streets. 3 nothing, 3 nothing. Lightning in the first period. Lightning scored two power play goals, and Shanker got another goal. So that is, that's really good if you're a Rangers South fan, if you're a fan of that. NFL, um, the Saints are up 10 nothing over the Las Vegas Raiders. Yankees are getting their butts kicked 9-1. to Rays are beating the Nets 2-1, top of the sixth inning. And also the game that Yankee fans need to keep an eye on, well, the Twins are actually off today, but they will be playing tomorrow. And they and the Twins will play the Tigers, so that's a problem out here. And the way that it stands, the Twins would have the home, home field advantage. So Yankees got to win. 
Yeah, but with with no fans, is it really home field advantage? The the only difference is is that they're not sleeping in their bed. But but Yankees played at Target Field enough times to know the stadium. It's not a new stadium, you know. There's 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 gonna be you know for Gazy fans, you know. There's gonna be no. So it's not. There's no. There's no home field advantage, and even when fans are possibly allowed in the bubble, which it's really not a bubble though. If you really think about it, if fans are allowed in the stadium, it's not a bubble. Bubble is a controlled environment. NBA is a bubble. WNBA, NHL is a bubble. There is zero fans in the building. So there is no point of calling it a postseason bubble if there's going to be fans in. So why don't you recap the weekend for the people? Adequately put it, this weekend was the weekend of James. Um, Saturday, we Nick came down to the dirt, to the dirty, to the dirty jersey. Um, we got our buddy, the great Julian Gallardi, got got some popping diner. Um, we recommend that diner. That oh, diner the Oakland diner. Let, let, let me the tell you right now, chocolate milkshake and those three Lamos had a vanilla milkshake, but. They put whipped cream on the top, and that shit was fantastic. Amazing, amazing grilled cheese, and, the, and their food looked very good as well. Yes, we got breakfast past twelve o'clock in the afternoon. It's 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 okay to do that. Don't 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 judge us. But the Oakland Diner, I need to get back to you the next time I'm in Jersey. That was awesome. Absolutely fantastic. Then we on our way. Down to PA, relax. Me and Nick went swimming for a bit, had fun, played catch, you know, enjoyed ourselves. Julian enjoyed later, and then we were, then we got, we gambled out here. Julian lost some money, but your boy here won money, and Woo! that was a fantastic feeling. And then Sunday was just you know chill, watching football, and let me tell you about that sports booking place. If you are an NFL fan, that TV. Now tell them about that TV. Tell them about that TV that you saw. Tell well, them. Talk I, to them. Well, I put it on the Instagram story. Um, you know, the Sports Two Twenty Eight. In case you're not already following, hashtag FanStream. You see every game. They have all TVs included, and the the midsection was obviously the Eagles because hey, it is Pennsylvania, so it makes sense. Um, but you see every TV that, you know, it's, it's not just watching one game. So you had every team on and the best part of that was the reaction video that our boy Julian Gallardi took of the last play of the Giants and Bears game because my man James got so mad he took off his mask. Risk people's lives out in these Mount Airy streets, and he spi- he did a Gronk spike. He th- he did not care about that mask's feelings. He said, "Mask, I'm sick and tired." And he said, "Boom!" Slammed it right on the floor, picked it up, 
So I hope they vacuum that rug. Um, but you know, he, he threw the mask on the floor where people stepped on with their shoes on, on, on the carpet. So, I mean, and then he put it back on his face. So that's, that's not ideal. But the video was great, and the commentary by Julian was A1. I, if you didn't see that video, I highly suggest you go see that video. Uh, overall, the weekend was just fantastic. Um, uh, you're not going to talk about your spike? I, of course, of course, and, of course you don't talk about that, you sad. <laughs> but uh, I just got to say, this was a great weekend. And and I gotta say on air that I couldn't have had a better weekend with two people I consider brothers, Julian and Nick, two of the best people that I met on this bird app. And we've, we've always said social media is trash, especially Twitter, because Twitter people are trash. But there's always some few bright spots. And meeting you, and meeting Nick, and meeting Julian through the bird app was one of the good ones. And now we've established a brotherhood. And I'm honestly blessed, man. I'm really blessed to have you guys as my brothers, man. Um, thank you for this beautiful weekend. Thank you so much for this. I mean, spending the weekend with you guys, it was fantastic. And I couldn't have had it better with two brothers, man. It's not, it's with it's the company you keep that made it better. And the company I have is better than anyone that I could ever think of. And I will debate anyone right now that I got two brothers who do treated me for the best weekend I could ever ask for. Well, I mean you're you're a good guy, you know. When people do stuff like that, it shows what they think of you and that's the most important part. Um I teased this at the start of why, you know, because obviously the Seahawks won thirty five to thirty last night and I said it wasn't Cam Newton's fault, and it wasn't. Cam Newton was not why the New England Patriots lost last night. If anyone thinks so, know, you, you need to punch yourself in the face. So that's the Pax Twitter. Pax Twitter was really blaming Cam, huh? I saw some. You blame Bill on that one. One, you, you got to back up and roll right. He rolls right. He's, he's going to beat the defense, and he's going to score a touchdown. But again... Cam was not why, and if you listen to why, it's going to make sense. At the very early stages in that game, great pick six by Devin McCourty. Fantastic pick six. And said, 2-8, 2-8, we love you, bro. Because our boy James White, he lost his father, Tyrone White, who was a Miami police officer in a car accident. Um, his mom was in critical condition. I'm not sure if there's an update on that, but hope she is well. Um, you know, I, I've, I, obviously at the start of last week, Bill lost his mom, Jeanette. And just either last night or this morning, his longtime girlfriend lost her father. So, 2020 basic said, if you're a member of the Patriots, we don't care about your feelings, you know. So, that sucks. Um. But Nick Folk, Mr. Nick Folk, trash kick, I would say. And as of looks of it, as Bill says he's going to be staying. 
So that's bad. But he missed a field goal. So he makes that field goal. Cam never has to run the ball. They kick the field goal. And from that distance, Cam should have no reason of missing that field goal. So, the Patriots would have won that game. They would have won that game 36-35. Cam Newton should have never, ever, never, ever needed to try to run up the middle. Now, people say, look look at that. He wasn't even close. He truly wasn't even close. But... When the coach gives a play, you can audible. You don't have to do that play. You know, just just like Shannon Sharp said, they were selling out. They knew what was going to happen, and they were ready for it. They were prepared. The whole right side was empty. The whole left side was empty. You start like that, then you drop back, you move people around, or you don't move people around, and you just roll right or left, and you just be and say, hey, you want to stop me on that? Stop me on that. But I get a 6'5", 250 plus. Not even Big Ben would have scored on that. Tom Brady would not have scored on that. Most most people wouldn't score on that. Straight straight up like that anyway. you got you got to pick a side, and that's what you got to go to. Oh, I agree with your analysis. I mean, I'm happy the Seahawks won because, you know, they kept, they kept me 1-1 one because one, oh, starting 0-2 is not ideal for me. But aside from personal preference, um, Cam, played, uh, Cam Newton played spectacular. He is not the reason that the Patriots lost that game. I, I do got to put some blame on Bill because on that last play, I would have rolled Cam out. Cam was killing the Seahawks all day, throwing the ball. Him and Julian Elman have a really, really in, in tactical connection, and Bobby Thompson over one hundred and seventy yards, baby. Especially that one catch, he threw it over Edelman did a Superman dive over Jamal Adams. Yo, it was it was beautiful. That that was a kind of catch that most people would make because because remember, it's if if, if Edelman was six three, that wouldn't be a spectacular play. But because he's like 5'10", 5'11", that made the play. Yeah, Elmer is closer to my height because I'm six foot, so Elmer is basically my height. And the fact that he did that, that was incredible. I do love him and I do like, I do love the, the, the Cam Edelman connection. I think that's going to be a very lethal connection. I truly believe so. But um, the Patriots, like, just for Bills fans, because I, 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 especially my friend Katie, um, Katie, who was a big Bills fan, was like, yeah, we're about to win that division. I don't know, man. Cam's like, nah, bro. We not, we not going nowhere. We still here. The division run still runs through us, boy. That's what Cam said. That's literally what he said. Um, we will be remiss, Nick, if we didn't talk about the injuries that happened on Sunday. We gotta talk about that. How many injuries that happened? Yeah, hold 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 on real quick before we do because I want to stay on topic. Um, next week, well, well, this week when the Patriots play the Raiders, 
it's an early must win. Because after the Raiders, you play the Chiefs. Now, if Cam plays like last night, they do have a shot against the Chiefs. You can't say no shot. But, it makes the Raiders game more important. Because just in case the Chiefs do beat the Patriots, if you beat the Raiders, it doesn't hurt. 2-2 two and two don't hurt. 1-3 and three hurts. So, this game against the Raiders is very important. Now, go talk about these torn ACLs by potentially the two biggest stars in the NFL. So first, um, Saquon Barkley tore his ACL. We also tore his, he also had a sprained MCL and he tore part of his meniscus. So Barkley is out for the rest of the year. Nick Bosa sprained his, um, tore his ACL. He's out for the year. Solomon Thomas, the other defensive end, he's out for the regular season. I mean, you got you got Jimmy Garoppolo injured. Christian McCaffrey's out four to six weeks. Michael Thomas is out two to three weeks. I mean, man, like if you are a fantasy football player, oh yeah, and Cortland Sutton, underrated wide receiver. I have my fantasy team. He's out for the year. Drew Locke. Um, I know that's not really big, but I know people are Broncos fans. He's going to be out for a while. Tyron Taylor bruised his ribs in pregame warm-ups so badly that he had to go to the hospital. That's why Justin Herbert started. And that was like before kickoff. Insane, bro. Insane. Um, injuries happen out here. It, it, but, it's, but to have that much is insane. What are your thoughts on that, Nick? I mean, I've seen a couple of tweets where they're blaming no preseason. I think these injuries could have happened if there was preseason. Maybe what happened during preseason. At the end of the day, every football player knew there was no preseason. It's not like they showed up August 11th and just said no preseason. It was... Weeks in advance, if not months in advance. So, you got to stretch your body. You got to work out properly. You know, in, in game, you can't be afraid to get hurt. It's going to happen. You know, maybe not to that extent, but it's going to happen. Uh, I don't think we've ever seen that much injuries in one day. Especially to the amount of talent that these injuries happen to. So, it, it changes things for a lot of teams. You know, even though the Giants are going nowhere, not having Saquon, that's a big thing. Which means instead of them having maybe five or six wins, now maybe they'll only have two to four wins. Um, so it's, it's eventually, if you play the next three games, and let's say you either get no wins or one win, it's reality hitting where, hey, let's focus on the draft. So, for fans who are fans of bad football teams, that, that's what the football season is. I mean, you'll still watch your team when they're 1-8, and 2-10, and 3-11, stuff like that. But you really only have the first three or four weeks to really be excited for your team. Because, again, if, if you get a rough start, it basically means you have no shot at getting a wild card. Um, 
So there's that. So thankfully, I've, I've never had to experience something like that. You know, I can enjoy a full football season. But, um, so I, I don't believe lack of preseason and why these injuries happen. You know, I, I don't believe a field allows these injuries to happen. Sometimes it's just bad breaks, you know. You turn one way, you turn another way, uh, it happens. Um, also, from, from, from hearing the K-Show today, you know, Saquon can't even get his knee worked on to another month. So, it's going to be a grueling rehab process. He's not going to be able to do anything. He's probably, he's probably going to gain 15, 20 pounds. You know, it, it also reminds me of a, a great movie based on a great TV series, Friday Night Lights. Where Booby Miles had a one killer preseason game, man. Throwing touchdowns, rushing for touchdowns, catching touchdowns, kicking kick field goals out here. And then he got hit in the knee. And he, he was not the same player. And he was as explosive, if not more explosive than Saquon. So we got to see what kind of player Saquon is now. Because if he can never, if he, if we fast forward to next year and he lost half a step, because that's what Booby did. He was running like a four flat or a three something. He was now at a four two, four three, higher, higher than what he was. He couldn't cut the same. He couldn't put weight on it. And when he tried to, because he came back early, you know, because he really wanted to play. And he wasn't the same in that movie. He played like crap. He he played like the kind of guy who's a, you know, seventh round pick in the draft. So, you, you got to see what next year or two years possibly looks for Saquon Barkley. He lost a lot of money last night. Yeah, um, it didn't help himself at all. He really hurt himself with money. And now... All those questions that Giants could trade Saquon, man, it goes back into Dollar Greco's point. Um, the Giants should not have taken Saquon second. And if you were not a fan of the quarterbacks there, Breaker Mayfield, Sam Donald, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Josh Rosen, if you're not a fan of those quarterbacks, you could have trade down from two, got some O-line help, Got some weapons on defense, and then if you were really big on Jones, then you could have, then you can have that. Then you can probably get Jones in 2019, man. It's that's how you should do. Like I'm not saying Barkley's an awful person. I'm not saying Barkley's a terrible player. I just don't think a running back should be drafted that high if you don't have the line. Which is why when the Cowboys drafted Zeke Ford, that was fine. They just didn't have a quarterback. They had the line. Romo was injured. They didn't have a quarterback yet, and Dak wasn't. Dak literally wasn't drafted yet. He was drafted the same year as Zeke was, if I'm not mistaken. So there you go. And also, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the Dallas Cowboys. And hold on, hold on, hold on. Dallas Cowboys. Hold on. Be before we talk about. That you know, up game where the Falcons will never lead. I just saw apparently Jason Whitlock, you know, attack Katie Nolan. You know, it's just another day of guys being horrible to girls. Uh, just, just, just quickly reading through, she took offense to what Whitlock wrote over the weekend about 
hopping on the beauty train to success. Beauty transformed Katie Nolan from bartender to seven-figure personality. Emmy Award winning and the darling of aroused bloggers and TV critics willing to ignore her pedestrian humor and inability to execute live television. Whitlock responded with today's neutron bomb and Nolan instantly went into lockdown mode as the return fire started to come in. Surely the Katie Nolan blue checkmark friend brigade will come to her defense while her Twitter lockdown remains in effect. Like, what's what's wrong with people? Like, at one point, Jason Whitlock used to be a big thing. He used to be smart. He used to be knowledgeable. But why... Why can't we leave women alone, man? I don't understand. You know, why do you got to attack women? Why can't they work for you as can? Because I don't know. They know that certain sport. Or they know sports. You know, if, if they're 90 pounds and hot, cool. If they're 300 pounds and not the best looking, cool. If they're bald, if they have long hair, if they have short hair, if they're very, you know, um, blessed and certain stuff for their body, cool. But why should that matter? Why, why do people gotta be douchebags? Why can't we just like them for their knowledge? Again, if you only... Watch yourself because they're cute. If that gets you in the door, cool. But stay for what they're knowledgeable about. Stay for what they can talk about. And if you're in that industry, too many people who are marked from Candace, who just makes a troll account, they come at them. Why do you with the platform have to come at them too? What's wrong with you? Build them up. Not not help break them down. Don't join their trolls and throw stuff at, at their hardworking store window. They can do it on their own. Why Why should you help them? What's crazy is that I don't understand. Okay. I. It's weird about Jason Whitlock because the man worked to how he got to where he is. And for that, I respect him for his grind, but chief, this ain't it. Why, why gotta attack Katie Nolan for it? Katie Nolan's pretty smart. I mean, her her fandom of Boston has no, or anything about beauty has no, like, that, that, that should not be the reason to attack her. I mean, if you want to say Boston sports are trash, or the Patriots are trash, I'm all for that. I'm all good for Patriot jabs. Sure. I am not for women jabs. I am not for women jabs. <laughs> I'm all for cop fun, comedic, jive at the Patriots, and I'm totally cool for it. Uh, Doing that, make your point. Whitlock, with, the point is, what Whitlock said, it came off as really douchebaggery. He comes off as the 
as man as man explaining things to women, like acting like her, like she's just the one of those dumb beauty girls that don't know sports, and he came off as shallow. And Whitlock, that's a shame on you, man. I have so much respect for you, man. Be better. Do better. And you know what's funny and too? Oh, 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 over the past, like I don't know, maybe six months, he said some crazy things. So. I don't know why he's still like 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 I get it, you know, cancel culture could be tricky, right? You don't want people to lose their jobs. But hey, if you don't wanna lose your job, why would you say something incredibly stupid? Why would you harass someone? Why would you do something stupid? So we have to get to a point to where he can't say stuff like this. He either has to get suspended for for a couple days or a week, or yes, he has to be fired. It's not okay. He, people just can't be able to say something like this. It's it's like it's like if I worked on ESPN, right, and I had a show, and I said, man. Did you see that girl with the fat ass, and and she and she looked like a slut? It's like if I kept being on air, it's like as if that's okay to say, or oh my god, did 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 you see the girl? She she only covers the Panthers because she has nice lips and big boobs, and and she's a blonde. That's not okay to say. So, I don't get why ESPN or FS1 or whoever he works for. I, I think it's FS1. But, why? He works for FS1. He works for FS1. Nice. And that was straight off yeah. memory. I swear I didn't look, look that up. But he had, he had a show with Marcella Swam. He had a show with... No, 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 no. Sorry, he doesn't work for FS1 anymore. He just does Outback with... Um, the Clay with Clay Travis, and now he just does the podcast with Clay Travis. So, oh, so yeah, that's so why Clay Travis tweeted what he said about Katie Nolan. Yes, because what happened was Jason Whitlock and FS1. Just give a background check before you finish your point. Jason Whitlock worked for FS1. He did a show with Mar- Marcellus Wiley. Then what happened was Whitlock wanted more money. FS1 said no. Then he walked away, and that's and now he's with Clay Travis doing Outback. Now continue. Well, I've never seen that show, so thank God. Um, and it's just again why, and and it goes to show you like like the stupid comment Skip Bayless made a couple weeks ago. I I get it. Maybe they're hired to say stupid stuff like this, but you know what? There's lines, and you shouldn't cross those lines. Cowboys come back over the Falcons. Okay, thank you. Um, Nick, are the Falcons used to blowing leads? Are we? Are we? Are we surprised? Oh, are we really? Oh, surprised? I'd say I'd I'd say they're used to blowing big important leads. I mean, this wouldn't be. I mean, a regular season blowing leads is you know it, it hurts, it sucks, but anyone who says the Cowboys 
blown lead is worse than them blowing the lead to the Patriots, you're an, you're, you're moronic. Number one, they blew a 20 nothing lead in the regular season. It's regular season. That is incomparable to having a 28-3 lead in the third quarter of a Super Bowl and all you had to do was run the ball. And it, you bringing this up reminds me, there were some idiots, I'm not sure who specifically, but I saw, I saw it being reminded on the timeline. There, there were some actual people that thought last night's Seahawks win is comparable to the 2014 Super Bowl. Stop. The two are not the same. They are literally not the same. <laughs> Nothing that happened, not which same. is why, which is why twenty to three will forever stay being the biggest comeback. Nothing that happened in a Super Bowl to a regular season can ever be comparable. The Chiefs can win a game, right? They can be down forty to nothing with three quarters to play. If the Chiefs win forty three to forty. That's not comparable to 20-3. Yes, yes, those two games yesterday were not comparable. And both those games happened to involve the Patriots, so that's a great coincidence. But nothing that can be done in a regular season is comparable. Just like no title, no title game comeback. And, and the title game is pretty important, but no title game comeback can ever be compared to a Super Bowl comeback. No divisional game can ever be compared to a title game or a Super Bowl. No wild card comeback. The Giants, if they were in the wild card game against the, against the Eagles, if the Eagles were up 60 to nothing with with one whole quarter to play, unless, for, unless say for some miracle... Giants just score and pick six, score and pick six, pick six, pick six, all all the time, all the time, or 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 fumble and score, right? That'll be a fantastic victory, but that cannot be comparable to to a divisional game or a title game or a Super Bowl. Every level is different, so I don't want to hear anything about yesterday. The Falcons won. Okay, they're the Falcons. There's precedence for that. The Seahawks it was big because of how Cam played. But it's not comparable to 2014 Super Bowl. Sorry. There is no... But, but the point of my soliloquy is... the Fal- if, if I'm the Falcons, I would honestly just fire Dan. I would have fired Dan Quinn after blowing that lead in the Super Bowl. I'll be completely honest. I don't know how the hell that, that man still has his job. I know, Nick, personally, you're like, I hope he keeps his job. I hope the Falcons get the Super Bowl again and play the Patriots and, you know... I know, I know, but I'm sorry, he needs to get fired. And last thing I'll say to wrap this up, um, big shot by AD, for the, um, um, Anthony Davis made a clutch shot to go up 2-0. Okay. We love the Lakers, we, we, we love the Lakers going out, winning in these streets, we love it here. Okay. And lastly, um, the Lightning look like they're going to tie this series up in this Stanley Cup became interesting. So, all I gotta say is... I also love it how great. you mentioned that hack game winner, but you don't mention what Anthony Davis said. You are such a clown. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. He he said Kobe. He shouted Kobe for the game winner, and that was actually pretty cool. But, 
that, that was the only thing worth mentioning about that game winner. The, the game winner itself wasn't even impressive. But, 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 last, last question, and this is for Julian Gallardi to hear. Who is worse, Dan Quinn or Adam Gase? We know the answer. Do we really know the answer? Do we really know the answer? Listen, I will take a turn in the wind before I would take Adam Gase. Come on. Like... Let's be real. You'll really take Dan Quinn over Adam Gase? Come on, man. Dan Quinn actually gets to a Super Bowl. What has Adam Gase done? But. What has Adam Gase done? But. He lost that Super Bowl. But he got there. So what? What can I say about Adam Gase? So what? Kyle Shanahan got to two Super Bowls. And, and most people won't have him. And I would still... Like, listen, I will still take, you know... I will still take Adam a guy Gase that has never off. done anything as bad as Dan Quinn has done. Or Kyle Shanahan has done. But Adam Gates hasn't shown anything that said that you would take him over Quinn. Nothing. Nothing. Like, people are taking Joe Judge over Adam Gates. And I think that easily, easily, easily. Alright, like, people got rocks. People, people no. who... No. I need to know no. who those people are that would take Joe Judge over, over Adam Gates. I need to hear. You know, you know what, you know what, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put a poll. I'm going to put a poll up. I'm going to put the poll up. I can't believe, I cannot believe I have to put this poll up. Because what you're saying is... Four spots. Four, four... Four spots. If you had if 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 you had a choice out of these four coaches, Dan Quinn, Kyle Shanahan, Adam Gates, or Joe Judge. Yes, yes, yes. It has to be because those four coaches are trash. It has to be that kind of poll. Nope, 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 nope. I'm sticking to New York. No, sticking to New York. No, screw that. Sorry, bro. Then 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 the poll then the poll becomes invalid. Then the poll is invalid. Twitter is not just for New York, though. Nope, nope. I, I, I'm making it New York. It's my poll. You don't tell me how to run the poll. Change it, don't tell me how to run the damn poll. If, run the poll. If you're not running all four coaches, then don't bother running the poll at all, you trash. No, 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 no. Because people are going to take Kyle Shanahan because of what he's done with Jimmy G. They'll take Dan Quinn because he's gotten to a Super Bowl. Like, Kyle no, Shanahan no. has accomplished nothing. Dan Quinn has accomplished you, nothing. And Adam Gates has accomplished. You're making Adam Gates look like he's a genius. What has he accomplished as a head coach? Chuck fans want him out of town, and you're saying that, like, to say that Adam Gates is better than Shanahan and Quinn is is inconceivable. First of all, like, first no. of all, first of all, first of all. No. My man, Adam Gates. He's not my man, actually, oh my because God. I'm not a Jeff fan. But he did it last year, 6-2, and two, okay? He got the oh wonderful Peyton Manning to heap his praise. So, oh, Jets fans oh, can oh, thank Peyton Manning. Julian can oh. thank Peyton Manning. The whole Jets organization can thank Peyton Manning. Um, you know, you have a lot of injuries in these streets. You know, you got... He has a trash quarterback to work with. Um... Half of the town is hurt, you know. So 
you lost you lost your best wide wide receiver to free agency. There's there's a lot that Gates doesn't have to work with. He's he's really hasn't had a full complement of weapons. Um so so what happens in these parts? I mean you know nah, has, nah, nah, has nah, Gates nah, done a hundred percent perfect job? No, but he also has no, had a lot of stuff go no. on. No. No, you're wrong. You're big you wrong. Just, you just can't say no, no without saying why. This isn't kindergarten. Okay. Number one, at least Shanahan and Quinn have gone more further than Adam Gates had. What does that matter without the end result? One. What does that matter? And don't, if oh Tom Brady God, if Tom no. Brady went to nine Super Bowls but never won one. I would give zero cares about those nine Super Bowl appearances. I'm sorry, you're wrong. You're talking about accomplishment. Both of them have gone to a Super Bowl. What What has Adam Gates have done as a coach to give you credence that he's a good coach? Nothing. He won with Peyton Manning. He did go with oh Peyton Manning. Oh, my God. Uh, Peyton Manning was good even before Adam Gates. Adam Gates didn't make him better. I mean, he was okay. Guy. He was okay with the Broncos. He wasn't great. Oh my God. He wasn't. He he, he wasn't no, Colt Peyton no. Manning. He was okay. Oh my he, God. He, he was alright. You know what it is. You know what it is. You're trying too hard, bro. You're trying to just take the L. Take the L. Nah, take no L. L out here. No L, L out here in these streets. Take, take the L. Just 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 take the L. Also, um, also, last quick thing. If we didn't be remiss, I know you said this earlier, but. We do want. I know you said earlier about James Wright's par- um, his parents. Um, his mom is still in critical condition. So I just want to give you the update before we get out of here. Damn. His mom is still in critical condition. No update. His dad, unfortunately, like you said, passed away. Um, and Russell Wilson and Tom Brady both sent out their condolences to James Wright and his family. Um, and we do. We as the sports dude uh, send our condolences to James Wright and his family. Man. Um, we love you, James. Um, we're thinking about you, man. Um, and, man, just, just pray us up, man. I'm so sorry about what happened, man. So that's all the time we have today. Nick is still wrong. And also, check out Total Pro Sports. They are Wow, really? Really going to do that? Really? Really? I really highly recommend it. I think they're informative information, sir. You're I trapped. Just you on that part. Just, just, just for, just for saying that, I think you suck. And, and Adam Gase, Arrow, Kyle Shanahan, Adam Gase, Arrow, Joe Judge, Adam Gase, Arrow, Dan Quinn. Adam Gase is is the second best coach in New York because the first best coach is Mr. Sean McDermott. The second is Mr. Adam Gase. And the third is Joe Judge. Well, he hasn't even won a game yet in his, in his, in his head coaching career. And, and that and that's pretty bad. Imagine being a Giant fan. Like, Check out Total Pro Sports, guys. Check them out, man. Top five heartbreaking moments for the Patriots. We're out of here. Goodbye, guys. <sighs>